Welcome to Let's Get Unraveled, a place where artists from all walks of life come to share their unabridged stories and speak openly and candidly about their creative journeys. We're so happy you're here. Hi, everybody. I'm Co Hodges, the co-founder of Unraveled Academy, an online photography school and community where we offer artists a place to grow and create without fear of judgment and where every artist has a seat at the table. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing the incredible Barbara Rahal. She is an incredible artist, wedding and elopement and boudoir photographer, and she is also an educator and mentor in the community. So, Barb, thank you so much for being here. No, wow, thank you. Wow, what an introduction. <laughs> well, it's just so nice to finally connect with you. I've been following you for a while, and uh, your work and, and just who you are as a person is really inspiring. So I'm happy to connect with you here. Oh, wow, thanks so much. I'm actually blushing right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you. So let's dig right in. And first, can you tell everybody where you are located in the world and what work you primarily do? Okay, so I am located in Alberta, Canada, in Edmonton. Uh, it's a nice little city, a little bit cold in the winter time, but it's a beautiful spot, and I'm pretty lucky to be in Canada. I'm not Canadian. Um, I'm originally from South America, okay. and I bring a little bit of the spice to this little corner, I think. <laughs> I think you do. I really think yeah. you do. What brought you to Canada? My husband. Oh. I followed my heart all the way to the North Pole, like I like to say. <laughs> Did you guys I'm from the South Pole? You are. That's so cute. Did you guys meet in South America then? No, we met traveling actually. We met traveling in between Alaska and Hawaii. Oh. Um, I'm a little bit of a traveler and so was he. But we were both working on a cruise ship. And oh, wow. that's how we met. Okay, you're adorable. On the ocean. <laughs> On the love boat. <laughs> On the love boat, for sure. How romantic. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, I want to talk a little bit about your beginnings as an artist. Um, when did you first pick up a camera and why? Okay, that's long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I started just playing with my dad's camera. He had a Kodak 110. Do you mm -hmm. remember those flat cameras? You're yeah. probably younger than me, but I'm sure oh. you know. Probably not by much. Um, <laughs> anyway, we're not going there. But <laughs> right, 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 right. Let's not date ourselves um, today. <laughs> no. I started playing with those cameras because, you know, they were just funky. Um, and I really, really enjoyed taking photos, snap pictures. I was the annoying cousin in the family. Um, always just like, you know, sneaking in and taking your photo at the least expected moment. Right. Um, and then I save up a little bit and I bought a Zenith was a Russian camera that was, yeah, everything was filmed back then. Um, but I loved it, the fact of having this little time machine, you know, you could freeze time. So I was pretty excited. Um, I think I was about 17 when I bought that camera. Mm -hmm. So I would say that was my first camera. Amazing. Um, yeah, film times. I miss those. <laughs> <laughs> and when did you become a professional photographer? Um, I will say I started shooting between 18 and 19, right after high school. Wow. I was shooting in the high school, my last high, high, high school year. I was shooting for, for the school, you know, doing little sure. things here and there. Um, and uh, then in my neighborhood, I was very lucky to grow up in a very bohemian neighborhood in Chile, in Santiago. 
and there were lots of little ateliers and photography studios mm -hmm. well not many photography studios but there was two that i that they were very close to me and i just went and started offering my help as an assistant or cleaning so that i could learn a little bit more and i think that's where i really started okay. um i started cleaning and helping in the lab and then shooting changing film things like that when i was about 18. wow that's incredible so how how far along into your creative journey did you move? And were were you doing photography on the cruise ship, or was that a different job? Yeah, photography, always photography. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. And actually, that's a very funny story because I end up in the cruise ship after being in Europe. Um, I left Chile, so I've after being an assistant on two different studios. In Santiago, I myself with another two neighbors um, that they were real photographers. They were coming out of a photography school. They wanted to found a studio, and I joined them. Mm. It it was actually I was nineteen, almost twenty, and it was actually uh, one of my friend's room. It was her yeah. house, um, like a like a little apartment, studio apartment, and we turned it into a studio during the day and. The three of us, we started doing little things in the neighborhood. And when I was about 22, I thought, okay, I need, I want to travel. I want to travel more. The last two years, I was working as a photographer and assistant for different people and saving money. Mm -hmm. But I was a little bit tired of the non-commitment in Chile. Mm -hmm. um, I found that people were not very professional. So... Not, not that I knew what real professionals wear, but <laughs> sure. I decided I need to see the world. I want to travel. I want to, you know, try to do photography somewhere else. Okay. And I save up money and did like an auction. I sold everything and left for Europe um, when I was 23. Wow. And I met a photographer in Germany and I started working for him as an assistant. Yeah, so that was cool. Oh, that's incredible. Um, so we get a decent number of students asking us how the hell they get a foot into the travel photographer gig. It's uh, It seems to be really, you know, ideal for a lot of people. Um, they want to see the world. They want to see different people. They want to uh, be culturally diverse. Um, so I have some questions in relation to that. So how did you start booking clients on a global level? And where would you recommend someone that is just starting out? to do that? Um, that's a really good question. And I actually, I agree with you. Lots of people want to travel more and mm -hmm. try to get into the traveling photographer kind right. of thing. Right. Um, I recommend, honestly, you have to travel on your own a little bit, mm -hmm. um, plan a little vacation, start or make a list of the places you want to visit, mm -hmm. um, travel, make connections. I know it's not that easy. Um, to just say, hey, hop on a plane and go somewhere <laughs> right. and, and get connections. But honestly, I, I really think that's what got me on, on being a little bit of an international photographer. I am a traveler myself. And since I started traveling at a young age, the time in Europe, I did make a lot of friends and connections. And I kept those connections, even though there were some people that we were not strongly friends. I always send them a message here and there. Um, and just connect also with the kind of vendors. If you're in wedding photography like I am, connect with people that you would 
dream to work with. Um, even if it's just a small email, you know, talking about how much you love their work, not immediately asking for something, always just uh, giving a bit of a, um, sorry, I don't know how to say this, um, just praising a little bit other people's work. Absolutely. Instead of, instead of immediately asking, hey, can we do this? Can we do that? Always um, just, just give a little bit of feedback to people why you want to connect with them and mm -hmm. how you why you love their work and what you could do in the future for them, but not immediately. Absolutely. So traveling is really important. And tips on how to start getting the gigs. Well, whatever you go, if you have a vacation, whatever you go, just shoot. Um, also thinking that you can show that as work. Right. Connect with a couple perhaps on the beach. Don't be shy and say, hey, guys, I'm a traveling photographer and I would love to, I don't have clients in this spot and I would love to have one or two portraits. Um, would you be game? And you know what? You'll be surprised how many people will will be happy to collaborate with you at, on the spot. Right. Um, that's that's honestly how I got into it. And all the years on, on the cruise ships, I did six and a half years as a photographer on a cruise ship. Wow. I also get to meet a lot of people from all over the world. And I became friends with, a lot of people and I shot already three weddings from like back then from those persons. Wow. Ah, um, I love that. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's not that hard, but you do have to, you know, make like a list. Okay. Where do you want to go? Where do you would like to be working and why actually why traveling? Some people, they just want to travel and get to see places, but it's for me, it's part of who I am every year. I need to go somewhere new. I agree. I think it's part of, Feeding oh, my soul. <laughs> absolutely. I agree. And I, I do feel I, I connect with you on that. And I'm a little bit a different of a situation with, with traveling. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, a, across the globe all the time. But, you know, you do. You Every time you come back from a trip, you learn something not only about yourself, but about the art you want to make, I feel like. And just yeah. being immersed in different cultures uh, really speaks to your artist heart and yeah. just going on a trip. Even if you don't, I feel like even if you don't make a dime doing it, but going and shooting another family or a couple or experience somewhere else, it just opens your mind to new things. And I, it's really, really cool. It really does. And when you get to meet the, the cultures, the different people and the different cultures and travelers that are in these places, they're also in a different excitement level. So mm -hmm. everyone so connects with it. It's it's something really cool. I absolutely agree. Every time yeah. I come back from somewhere, I'm like, whoa, so refresh. Totally. I want to talk to you a little bit about your bucket list. And I saw on your website just places that you're dreaming to go and collaborations that you're wanting to do. I thought that was so amazing, so genius. And can you tell <laughs> us a little bit about your bucket list? Ooh, yes. I have a big one. <laughs> Nice. But actually, and it's actually changing. Mm -hmm. I'm dying to go to Australia. Oh. Um, I've been. It's been always a big dream because obviously I was in Chile all my life, my young, my young life. Yeah. And Australia is like at the end of the world for me. Right. <laughs> so it's like, what further down can you get? Australia, New Zealand, <laughs> for sure. Um, okay, Antarctica, but that's okay. I've been there. <laughs> there you go. I know, um, we just got back from Australia um, last week. No, why didn't yes. you take me? I know, right? Well, now, now I'll take you next time because you're awesome. Um, <laughs> it was an unbelievable experience. The people there were so nice, like right on. And you're in Canada, so you already know nice, but like 
this is, it, they were just warm and welcoming and just the culture was, it was, it was a little bit slower paced and just enjoying life. And yeah. oh, it was, it was, it was really amazing. Truly. You have, to I go. have never, yeah, I have never met a non-fun friendly Aussie. Totally. Absolutely. Like they're all nice. Yeah. <laughs> they're all nice and they love traveling. So you always meet them all around. That's why a little bit of the dream to visit Australia. Like have met so many fun people from Australia. Oh, well, you and won't be disappointed. Yeah, New Zealand's on the bucket list for me. I would love to go there. That place looks incredible, truly. Yeah. Um, so Australia is one and Morocco is the other one. I'm dying for Morocco. Uh-huh. Um, I love the desert. It's one of my favorite places in Chile is the north and the desert. So yeah. I would love to, to get to see all those colors and that culture, mm-hmm. the rich culture. Amazing. Oh. That would be incredible. Oh, so how yes. do you manage a life of travel? Like, what do you love about it? What do you hate about it? Like, how, how do you keep it all balanced? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know if I keep it all balanced. Sometimes I go a little bit crazy, so I need some alone time. <laughs> sure. um, I think that's how I balance it. I disappear and I go a little bit of my cave. Um, it's, I absolutely love um the getting ready investigating a little bit about the culture i love languages i try to learn a little bit of each place i go each place where i go a little bit of a couple of travel phrases you know Mm -hmm. to connect with people faster because they love when you try yes um and i i love that getting to meet new people that are from the local and the travelers Mm -hmm. um Trying new flavors, the smells, mm-hmm. the light change, everything. And what I hate about the travel life is the packing. <laughs> um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at packing now. Um, I'm very good and very light. Yeah. Um, but I don't like jet lag. Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and I hate and I hate. Um, I don't hate anything about it, actually. No. Yeah. But oh, if, if you mean about the travel life, come back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. I think it's really tiring if you don't take uh, personal breaks. Um, I like when I'm traveling for work also to take one or two days to immerse myself in the culture. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And to get to things that are not touristic, just to learn about the people that are there. Oh, that's uh, absolutely right. That's what we got to do uh, this last trip in Australia. We made sure we had exactly two days after we taught to just relax and enjoy and get to know these people totally. And it it was was incredible. Um, That balanced you, right? Because with all the traveling time, Mm -hmm. um, you you know you need those those moments to relax and come back all like fulfilled. Yeah. Not only for work, you know, personally too. Absolutely. And, and and not allowing yourself that it's just, you're just working. It's just, and, and then it becomes yeah, a little working. bit overwhelming. Like we're just working, yeah. not enjoying this. And then, and then what's the point of all of it, you know? Um, yeah, exactly. We can and, and so, we can't take a break, right? Oh, absolutely. I, and I always tell my clients that that's part of the deal. Like we have to also have a date together that is not work. Yeah. Um, if it's not possible, because sometimes people just travel in and out, but they love the fact that they can go in a little adventure with me, that it doesn't mean working and taking photos. And we do a better connection. And then on the next day when we shoot, or if it was after we shot, uh, 
it, it really changes everything. Oh, totally. It, it, it changes everything, yeah. So I'm, I'm curious now what you were doing in Australia. But... Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Sarah and I, um, we run Unraveled Academy, and yeah. we were there. We did a workshop, um, and it was oh, the best group of people, I'm going to tell you. Like, these women blew our minds. We left there just so creatively fulfilled, but also just touched by their hearts. Like they're just beautiful humans. It was really, really amazing. Um, and just, just being there and just the, it's one of those trips where when you come back, you don't, you're trying to soak it all in and you're like, this is really epic. And I need to make sure that we take advantage of every second because it's so epic. And then it, but then, then that's so much pressure. So you come home and you look at the pictures and you go, Oh my God, that was just a yeah. like, bucket list, bucket list experience. Um, oh man, it was. Tick, tick, tick. I need to go. I need to go. <laughs> I know, right? You're gonna be booking yes. right after we get off this podcast. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Yes, you put it out in the universe, and it will come back. That's exactly right. I'm, I'm a strongly believer of that. <laughs> I am too. I absolutely am. I couldn't agree more. Let's talk. I I think this is probably second to how do I get travel gigs. The second biggest question I get asked is. How do you find locations in a place that you've never been before? Obviously, with, with like the beach, go to the beach or the mountains or whatever you are. But how do you do it? Do you go early? Do you scout? Um, what's your What's your tricks there? Uh, yes, all of the above. But I also have another trick. <laughs> well, me. besides looking um, on on Instagram or Google, mm -hmm. I actually go on Google Maps and Google Earth. And I like looking on the 3D views of the places that I go. Um, and that's how you discover cool corners. There's uh, places that you find on Google Earth or, or 3D maps that are unreachable, but then you only discover when you're there and you end up in another amazing spot. Um, I always make a list of the places that I discover and then I go locally and start checking around. Um, I do like to get at least one or two days in advance, mm -hmm. once to scout and to be rested. Mm -hmm. And the other one to be able to completely immerse yourself and just see the light on, on where you are. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. What percentage of your paid work would you say involves traveling? It depends on the year. <laughs> Last year was almost 80%. Wow. I, every second, third week I was going somewhere, which is pretty incredible. It really is. Um, I can't believe it. When I look back, it's like, I don't know how I balanced that one. <laughs> For sure. That's a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah. My husband wasn't very happy, but he came with me a couple of times. So that oh, kind of helped. Absolutely. Um, this year is actually just 25%. Okay. Um, I'm doing a little bit of a change on how I work when I'm traveling. And uh, this year I took less um, out of the country work. I needed a little bit of a stay, stand still. Sure. And look for, again, new challenges inside of me that I could create more because I felt I did so much in and out of the country and in and out of the city that I wasn't creating 100% for my clients. Mm -hmm. It was a little bit of like go and shoot. There was right. a bit of a, and I, I did not enjoy that at the end of the year. I felt I wasn't given, given it all. Although I look at the images and sometimes I was like, oh, wow, that's nice. How do I do that? Right. I don't know. But, <laughs> right. but I still felt inside there was a little bit of a, 
just repeating. Right. Um, so this year I decided a little bit of a balance and it's only 25% of my paid work this year was travel. Next year, it's, I think it's going up again. <laughs> I'm ready. There you go. And I think everybody can relate to that, especially if you've been shooting more than two years that, you know, the uninspiration comes and you do start feeling repetitive and you start feeling like more of a technical photographer versus oh, yes. a creative photographer and you're doing the same poses and blah, blah, blah. And, and that's where, I mean, we've heard a million times, but doing personal work, doing creative projects, that's what fuels your soul. And then that yes. comes back into play with your professional work, with your paid client work of making it more you. Um, Holy moly, yes. Right? So <laughs> Amen. Where where do you turn for creative inspiration? Um, there are different things that I like to use to get out of certain creative ruts. Mm -hmm. um, I do enjoy reading, but a little bit less than in the past. Mm -hmm. um, I love watching movies and paying attention to the cinematography and the light. And there are certain scenes that it can be just two cowboys, but you see something and it's like, whoa, that could be a bride and a groom. Right. And it completely, as long as you're watching a movie and you watch it thinking that that could be your potential clients, you're gonna discover so many cool images. Um, and it's only a little bit of the creativity because then you remember and you go around and totally transform it. I love also go into the art gallery mm. and do little dates with myself. Um, different art. It doesn't have to be photography. I love watching old paintings and uh, sculptures. For boudoir, I, I use a lot of my, my posing comes from old uh, sculptures. Mm. It's hard for me to pronounce that word. I know um, you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds you know, so much like, more romantic than how I say it. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes th this is gonna sound really weird but when i live in europe sometimes i will walk through the cemetery and just take pictures of the old angels and sculptures because they were just so they're so feminine and so sensual at the same time because they're very dramatic oh, you know i i don't think that's weird at all i actually think there's a ton of romance in cemeteries and i used to live near one when i lived in south carolina and it was so old and kind of spooky but so like hauntingly beautiful right right um, i think it's very romantic i think there's so much there and just all the stories into the heads i love reading that this is so morbid but i love reading <laughs> the, the headstones about like the best things you can say about people and how loved they were you know and yeah. and who they were and what their stories are kind of hidden now or or maybe some are forgotten and i just think that's a beautiful place to get inspired i i totally agree uh yeah it's it's weird but i love it <laughs> <laughs> What um what creative projects have you done lately? Um actually yesterday I was shooting for another artist mm. and it was it came out of the blue. She came for a for a couple of headshots 2 weeks ago and just she started showing me a few of the things she was creating and immediately I was like, "Whoa, we need to do something with this." Mm. I can tell you exactly what it is because I'm going to show you. <laughs> yeah, don't spoil it's it. Work. No, I won't spoil it. <laughs> But it was it was really cool creating for for other people. And as soon as she showed me her art, her creation, I was like, okay, we need to do this. Um, but I also love portraits. And one of my creative projects coming, it's more more portraits. Next Friday, I have a couple of people coming to the studio, and we're going to do a little bit more of what I started 
mm. my career with, which is fine art nudes. Oh, cool. um, I really, I really miss that. And it just, the way the body moves and everything, I, I, I really miss that. And I find that people always enjoy viewing it, but I want to make it a little bit more commercial as well. I want to show people that they can, they can be doing this for themselves. First, I do it always as a personal project. And I find that that always brings inspiration to other people that to want to get their portrait taken that way. Oh, absolutely. I love that. So I want to know what the next year looks like for you. I know you kind of uh, touched on that you're going to be traveling a little bit more, that you took a little bit, you stayed Yay. in Canada a little bit more. So what does 2019 look like for Barb? It looks exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it does, girl. <laughs> um, um, I'm ending the wedding season traveling. I'm leaving uh, next Monday and I'll be back at the end of November. So that's getting me super excited. And I have a couple of projects. I have a couple of meetings with some of the people in Hawaii. Cool. Um, so I think I might be going back to Hawaii next year for, for we are trying to consolidate this project. Um, I'm also traveling to my favorite place in Canada, which is PEI. Mm. And 2019 oh. looks like I'm going to be there a lot. And I absolutely love that. I'm trying to not do many giant weddings. I'm trying to concentrate more on elopements and also older people's wedding. Um, that's an, I don't know how to say it because I don't no. want to say older people, but yeah. you know, uh, second timers. There, there you go. <laughs> Second or third timers, giving it a go. I love it. I love that. I think that's beautiful. And I'm um, actually super excited about that. A lot of people who has contacted me for next year are second timers. Um, that's why I'm so excited too, because it can, I don't know, it's a special. It's very special and it's, it's, it's not done very often and it's not shown very often. And there's so much, there's so much rich, rich backstory there and so much love. So I think that that's incredible. Oh, and Prince yeah. Edward Island is like totally on my bucket list, by the way. I was obsessed. Come. <laughs> I would love to come. I was obsessed with Anne of Green Gables my whole childhood. And I always would just oh, watch yeah. those <laughs> movies and be like, oh, that's the most beautiful place in the world. <laughs> it is. It's, it truly is. Um, and I'm not only going to, to shoot there. I'm also going to go teach. Oh, that's one of my new creative projects. Yay. I forgot to tell you. <laughs> tell us. I just always forget whatever <laughs> I want to say. Um, I'm, I started offering mentoring sessions now locally. I used to do it just for people outside of my local market. Mm -hmm. And I have a couple of people that reach out to me and they want to do a retreat. And it will be also a PEI. So I'm excited about that. Dates are not set. And I am just really excited to be helping other people and teaching, passing along my knowledge because yes. I guess one day soon I might retire. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are a very warm and nurturing person and I'm not surprised you're mentoring. I'm not surprised people want more from you. Um, so you guys in the show notes, you will find links to follow her, um, including her website, which has stuff for photographers on it. So go check it out. And if you're in Canada, and you get to go to Prince Edward Island. I'm super jealous, and I think I might have to come as well. But um, Barb, I would love to. That would be so much fun. I'll buy you many drinks. <laughs> I love wine. There you go. <laughs> See, we're gonna be friends instantly. Um, Barb, you're amazing. We, we're big, big fans, you. and you guys go follow along on her journey. She's fantastic, and just thank you so much for being here. 
Thank you so much for having me. Actually, I feel super honored that I don't even know how you found me. I feel super honored <laughs> that you found me and that it's you the universe. Want to be on your show. <laughs> it's the universe. I guess so. <laughs> for sure. Uh, Thanks, Annie. Thank you so, so much, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. It means so much to us that you're here and we hope you walk away feeling inspired as hell. If you're not already a student in Unraveled Academy, go to www.theunraveledacademy.com. You can also access the link below. Come join us. We have a seat waiting with your name on it.